Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast, a show that looks at mysteries and the unexplained. I'm your host, Glenn. Every week I look at something unexplained, telling a story or describing it, then look at the theories surrounding it. I won't give you any answers because I don't know them myself. I'll just give you what you need to decide for yourself. Research is done as academically as possible and references will be given after the stories. This is a creature feature episode and this episode is a cryptid episode. After a few weeks of folklore episodes, we're finally looking at another cryptid. This week, we're looking at a man or a monster that lurks in underpasses. We're talking about the bunny man. The Bunny Man is an urban legend, mostly, but due to the nature of his existence, it's definitely worth looking at him. Let's go back to the beginning, shall we? In Fairfax County, Virginia, there's a bridge on Colchester Road with a dark secret. The story behind the bridge is where we start our episode proper. In 1904, an asylum named Lawton Prison was said to be near the bridge. The residents of the town nearby, Clifton, didn't like the idea of the patients being so close to their homes and had the place shut down. The residents were taken from the building and put on a bus to Lawton Prison. The bus is said to have crashed, allowing all of the patients to escape. Authorities were able to locate all but one of them. The man's name was Douglas Griffon. A few weeks after the crash, people began to notice rabbit corpses appearing in the woods. It was assumed that Griffon was in the woods, eating those rabbits to survive. Instead of searching for the missing patient, they left him be, observing the rabbit corpses. One Halloween night, some teenagers had decided to hang out by the bridge on Colchester Road. They were said to have seen a bright light and all of them lost consciousness. When they never returned home, the people of Clifton went looking for them. When they reached the bridge, they found what had happened. The teens had been strung up like the rabbits they'd found in the woods and were disemboweled. Instantly, the blame was placed on the missing patient, Douglas Griffon. He was never found but the end of the legend says that going to the bridge on Halloween will cause the man to reappear and kill you in the same manner. In a similar version of the tale, Griffon actually murdered another one of the residents in his escape. But that's the story of the bunny man, at least the main story. Due to its status as an urban legend, there may be other versions of the story I've not looked for any other versions, since this one seems to be the most common. (laughs) 
The thing with urban legends is their removal from the real world. The circumstances and situations within the legends themselves are often easy to dismiss as unbelievable. The reason I'm talking about the bunny man in a creature feature episode is because he fits the bill for cryptids. The story makes enough sense to be believable, aside from a couple of points. The bunny man himself has no picture evidence or blurry videos of it stalking around near the bridge, but there is one thing that makes it sit in the cryptid class. There are eyewitness accounts of him. This separates the bunny man from normal urban legends, because the culprits in those legends are never usually sightings of them. So without much fanfare, let's look at the sightings. The first recorded sighting of the Bunny Man surfaced on October 18th, 1970. The Washington Post reported that Robert Bennett, an Air Force Academy cadet and his fiancée, were sat in a car on Guinea Road in Fairfax around midnight. Bennett said that a man dressed in a white suit with long rabbit ears appeared. He yelled at Bennett and his fiancée, telling them that they were on private property and that he had their license plate number. When he was done shouting, he threw a hatchet at the car, which came in through the front car window. Neither of the pair were hurt, and it seems that they managed to get away unscathed. Two weeks later, he showed up again. This time, he was about a block away from the first sighting. Once again, the Washington Post reported it, and this article came out on Halloween. A private security guard, Paul Phillips, spotted him on the front porch of a new and unoccupied house. The man was holding an axe. When Phillips approached and started to ask the man why he was there, he used the axe to start chopping at a pole on the porch, saying, All you people trespass around here. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to bust you on the head. These are the only official sightings of the bunny man although research was conducted to create an index of multiple murders and child killings in Fairfax County between 1872 and 1973. Of the more than 500 possible events, Brian Conley, an historian and archivist for Fairfax County Public Library, had three main options. The research began after multiple people had asked him whether the bunny man was real based solely on murders that had happened around them. The decision was made upon the basis that legends often have some element of truth to them, and he believes that the murder aspect is the most likely of those. Before scrutinising the stories, Conley's three options were the death of Eva Roy, a 14-year-old girl who was asphyxiated and tied to a tree in 1918 the assault of Minnie Ridgway and the murders of Loretta and Catherine Ridgway, who were horribly bludgeoned in 1927, or the murders of Francis and June Holliber in 1949. Francis had been beaten and then shot in the head, and her eight-month-old daughter June had been buried alive with her. Conley's scrutiny had him deciding that none of these three were the likely origin. The Holliber case was solved, with June's father Charles Holliber being incarcerated. The Ridgeway case was solved because Minnie survived the attack and named Louis Beersig as the attacker, 
leading to him being executed. The Roy case, although never truly solved, was too old. Roy's murder was discounted because of the way urban legends evolve over time. Newer versions of the tale can involve a supernatural element, giving the bunny man powers or making him some kind of timeless enemy that never dies. The number of deaths has an actual number in recent years too. In the original story, it was just some teenagers. Now there are as many as 32 victims in the story. But what does this mean for the cryptid? Well, should we look at some theories? The Bunny Man is an urban legend specific to Fairfax County in Virginia, but his appearance in the 1970s pushed him into cryptid territory. What is the Bunny Man? Let's take a look. Cryptids, by nature, often get more difficult to classify than folkloric creatures. After a few episodes of writing, it either exists or it doesn't. It's quite a nice change this week with a few theories. Our first theory is that the original story from 1904 is true. The origins of the Bunny Man would make sense to be true, right? Except there are a few issues with this theory. You might be sceptical of the bus part of this story, but they did actually exist at the time. Buses were invented in 1895, so it could be true. However, some of the information in the original story doesn't add up. Firstly, Lawton Prison didn't exist until 1910, so the people inside it couldn't have escaped six years earlier. Add to that the fact that Lawton Prison would have been under the jurisdiction of the District of Columbia Corrections and not Virginia. There may have been some escaped convicts from Lawton, but they're not quite part of the story. The Bunny Man takes a very specific place as a setting, so it's unlikely. The third and probably most damning piece of evidence that prevents this theory from being true is the lack of a Douglas Griffon in any court records for Fairfax County, so he can't possibly be anything to do with this. Our next theory continues with the idea that the Bunny Man actually exists. This theory is that the murder of Eva Roy is the actual beginning of the Bunny Man legend. Her killer was never found, and the murder took place in the woods in Fairfax County. All that says about this is that the story was taken and exaggerated to fit a specific narrative. Brian Conley's dismissal of the case is important due to the evolution of the story, but it makes sense that the murder was the origin of the story. It doesn't, however, prove that the bunny man was the culprit in this murder, murder, nor does it prove that he is real. The third theory is that the bunny man didn't even exist until 1970 at least. The documented sightings of him don't appear until then, which means that anything that happened beforehand was either undocumented or completely fabricated. 
Conley suggests that the story of the bunny man actually takes recognisable elements from these sightings in later versions of the tale, adding some stability to this theory. We even have some evidence of the investigation behind at least the second sighting. Police responded to a call on October 29th after reports of a person dressed as a rabbit with an axe were filed. They found no evidence of said person and the case was turned over to the Criminal Investigation Bureau. The investigation even got a lead a week later when a woman called to say that they knew who the bunny man was. But it was a dud, with the woman's son saying that he knew of the bunny man from school. The investigation was closed in March 1971 with no suspects or any new information. Our final theory, and one that I'm sure you're used to by now, is that the bunny man isn't actually real. Urban legends are often used as a modern kind of fable with a serious message at the end of them. Each one has a specific reason for its story and that becomes apparent at the end. The message in this specific story is that teenagers and children shouldn't wander too far into the woods nearby because bad things might happen. Over time, the legend has grown and transformed, which lends more support to this theory. There isn't a clear beginning for the story either. Nobody seems to know exactly when the story was first told. Lots of people have gone to investigate Bunny Man Bridge out on Colchester Road with no evidence being found either. Like I said at the beginning of this, the lack of physical evidence, be it photos or videos, is strange for a cryptid. Usually there's something tangible to it, but this one specifically doesn't have that. The eyewitness accounts are true, were reported on and were investigated. But there's no other evidence to support the bunny man, which could suggest that he was never truly real. Whatever you choose to believe, stay away from the bridge on Colchester Road at night, and especially on Halloween. You never know who might be out there, waiting for a chance. The story and sightings from this episode came from a WAMU article called the true story of the Bunny Man, North Virginia's most gruesome urban legend. A Fairfax County research article called The Bunny Man Unmasked. And a Washington article called The Scary, Weird, Somewhat True Story of the Fairfax Bunny Man. The theories from this episode came from all the previous sources. References for the episode and links to studies will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Social media links are available using the link in the episode description. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I'm planning to post short pieces of episodes on TikTok, as well as putting the full episodes on YouTube now that I've got a bit more time to plan that properly. I have a Patreon, but I'm still deciding what to post on it this season. There's a £3 tier if you want to support me anyway. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree, and as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do that. My email address is also in the episode description if you want to send me spooky stories, unexplained events, or even mysteries you want me to look at. If I get enough, 
I'll set up some listener episodes to read them. Please don't hesitate to email me if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said. Once I've seen the email, I'll make sure to correct myself. All of the music featured in this episode was mixed by me, so I hope you enjoy that. The next episode is going to be out on Wednesday, and next week's Creature feature will be out on Saturday, January 28th. So hold on until then. <laughs>